Did you hear what said said? Did you hear what said said? Did you hear what said said? Yo, Oscar, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. No, absolutely, man. I uh, on short notice too. I hit you up yesterday and. Um, Willingly, you said Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, not available, and that was perfect for me. So, I, awesome. with such short notice, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, so, to give a little bit of backstory about you and me, uh, I've known you since intermediate school, uh, and we haven't talked to each other in a long, long time. It's almost been 10 years since we've talked. That's crazy. Seriously. Wow. <laughs> Think has, about that. It, yeah, it's been 10 years. Wow. It's almost been 10 years, man. It's crazy how how time flies. And a lot's happened. Mm. You have a whole family now. <laughs> yeah. I have two dogs. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> just, you know. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, man. So the reason why I brought you on today is because, uh, well, let's give a little bit of a backstory about you. Um, if you don't mind saying, you know, what you do um, as far as preaching goes and um, yeah, if you give a little bit of a backstory about yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean... Uh, right now, I'm an associate pastor at uh, at this church in Deer Park. Um, I literally, I've just been there for two months. Uh, but prior to that, I, I was a youth pastor uh, at another church for, for I want to say, like three years. Uh, but yeah, in regards to preaching, I'm actually, uh, I haven't, pre- I was preaching this whole year, but then once I took this job, I'm not going to preach until March. So it's just a little bit of a time frame there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a pastor. I've been, I've been, you know, doing weddings, you know, Bible studies, you know, whatever in ministry, not, you know, ministry. A lot of people just think about like the preaching side of it, but there's a lot on the back side of it, you know, uh, leading volunteers, you know, meeting with people and, and just discipling people. So, um, of course that's kind of in a nutshell of, of what it entails, but, mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's basically what I'm doing at the moment. Nice, man. That's great. Yeah. And uh, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I am 28. 28 years old. Yeah. yeah. And you started preaching when you were? So actually, I mean, my official, like whenever I preached for the very first time, like in a service to people, it was, I want to say like uh, 2018, I think. But my first sermon, I was actually like 17. Really? Yeah. So, but that was, and that was funny because I had just given my life to God. And uh, they were like, oh, this kid, you know, is on fire for Jesus. Let's give him the mic. (laughs) I didn't know what I was talking about, but I read a book that I was studying and I read it for like an hour. And it's funny you bring that up because Andrea was just reminding me uh, the other day. She was like, you literally went for like an hour and I was falling asleep because I didn't know what you were saying. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it kind of, it basically starts from that point on, like 16, 17, that, that age up until now, just kind of been, you know, working on that and working yeah. on different things. But yeah, that, that was basically the beginning. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Um, so at 16, <laughs> 17, you did your first sermon. Right. Uh, where was that at? So that was actually at, the small church it was a bilingual church in mm-hmm. south houston okay and i did get to invite a couple people from school okay um and uh but yeah that's where the church was nice mm-hmm. nice yeah so we've known each other 
for well we went to school together and i remember back in high school um we had mutual friends through friends right yeah um we also played basketball together too yeah undefeated Undefeated. patriots let's go (laughs) both eighth grade uh a and b yeah yeah yeah. we killed it (laughs) yeah y'all did uh i think the starters on a team killed it they were like Um, the monsters from freaking uh yeah yeah. it was was like when we played get to watch them it was just amazing i got i got my like one two minutes off the bench where i was like i was in it bro i was in it Yeah. yeah But no, yeah, that that was uh, eighth grade was awesome, man. Yeah, Even uh, yeah. football, we went oh, yeah. undefeated in football and and everything. But I want to take it to high school when you and I like. I remember we had mutual friends, and I remember hearing that if I'm not mistaken, I heard that you went on some retreat. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you went on some retreat, and then I heard like Oscar wasn't Oscar anymore. <laughs> That's honestly, because like from what wow. what I that's what I heard. I heard you yeah. had changed, it, yeah. and it wasn't a bad thing. It was just that yeah. you aren't doing the typical high school kid stuff, right? And it was just like, and then I started to notice like you were, you didn't really go around them too too much outside of like school anymore. From what I kind of seen, mm-hmm. and I was always curious. Like you were always in the back of my mind because I was like wanting to talk to you like yeah. hey what happened i was always curious but i yeah. never really got that conversation it's funny how like almost 10 12 years later yeah. i'm getting the opportunity to have that conversation so run me back what happened during high school where'd you go yeah so basically what happened um it was my junior year the summer no yeah the summer going into our senior year mm-hmm. so that summer um we we basically got invited to a, a summer camp at, at that church I was talking about, and uh, me and my brother we went and and we just I had never experienced church like that, so I mean I had I grew up Catholic you know go to church Christmas Easter you know your typical Catholic uh, or even Christians do that as well, uh, but anyways. Um, so yeah, we went to summer camp and I was like, oh, they're going to have basketball. They're going to have pools and everything. So we went, whatever. That's what I go for. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So we went, if whatever. They if they don't have that, I'm not showing up. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, uh, so we went, I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went and man, so they, at that point, they wouldn't even let you take your phone. Mm. So phones were out the picture. It was just teenagers and Jesus. And so I had never been in that environment, never been in that atmosphere. So I, you know, I basically gave my life to God in that, in that camp. And, um, so I get back from that camp and, uh, my buddies, my best friends, they're still my best friends. Um, they see me and they're like, (laughs) who are you? You know, (laughs) like literally it was like, it was like a night and day difference. Um, and that's just my testimony. Sometimes people talk about that, um, and they think like everybody's testimony should be like that, but it's not. Anyways, that's, I get back, you know, to school with my friends and everything. We're riding in the car, you know, bumping Drake, bumping whatever was popping back then. Mm -hmm. And Drake's still pumping. pumping, Yeah. Go ahead. And then, uh, and then, uh, I'm like, Hey, can we change the music? Cause 
this is too much for me, you know? And so, uh, what do you mean by that? So basically, like, I just, like, I in that specific church I grew up with, it was really like, you know, a lot of stuff was sin. And so it kind of, like, scared a lot of people, like, oh, I can't do this. I can't listen to that because it's from the devil and, you know, all these things. And, of course, there are some things in, in the rap community that are, you know, not just rap, any any genre, really. Uh, but anyways, so I was, like, kind of instructed to, like, don't listen to, you know, that music. So, of course, my friends being awesome, they they changed it, right. at, you know, for certain songs and everything. And, um, yeah, so I came back different, um, you know, even in the party scene. You, you know, you know how it was before I gave my life to God. I mean, I would go to the party scenes and everything. You know, I was just, you know, your regular high school kid. Um, and then I get back and then... I actually went to a party to like, you know, just to go with my friends. I was like, whatever, I want to hang out with my friends. And uh, so I get to a party and I'm like, I'm not going to drink though. I'm just going to hang out with them. Mm -hmm. And this upperclassman, I honestly don't even remember who he was, but he's like, what do you mean you're not drinking? What do you mean you're not going to drink? I'm Christian and I'm <laughs> drinking. So why are you saying that you can't drink? You right. think you're better than us? Right. And I literally remember I was like, I'm out, like, I'm, you know, I'm out. So I left. And uh, and so that was kind of like, I feel like God kind of telling me, yeah, don't don't go to parties anymore. So I did it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, stopped, I really stopped going. Um, but that kind of left me in a little bit of a tension where I was kind of like, you know, I want to hang out with my friends. And but I also want to follow God. Um, and so. I still hung out with my friends and everything, and I was still uh, attending church and everything. I just stopped going to parties. So, I mean, I guess that's why you were getting that, like, oh, who, you know, Oscar came back different, you know? Right. So, uh, yeah, it, that's kind of a, a little bit of, of that transition there. Um, right. So, let's see. So, you go to this uh, retreat, um, and it's the same place that you performed your first sermon on. And it was like a, it's like a summer camp so, thing or was it, what, 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 what led you to that? Like what, what led you to that place? Like, yeah. why'd you go? Did, were you always, cause I know, was your family always like a, like a Christian based family or like gotcha. a godly family? What, what led you to that point? So, uh, so that, that church was actually, we didn't, I didn't give my life to Christ at that church. Actually, they, we got shipped to, <laughs> we got shipped, we got sent to, uh, <laughs> Uh, a camp like in Columbus, Texas or something. Uh -huh. And that's where it was. So it was outside of Houston. But anyways, uh, what led me to that church was actually uh, my mom. And I didn't grow up Christian. My mom, single mom, three boys. We grew up in the hood. And, you know, I grew up, you know, like family members being drug, you know, in drugs and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I first, I grew up seeing all that stuff, you know. So, I mean, all that stuff wasn't new to me. But anyways, what led me to that church was because my mom said that she got healed from breast cancer. Mm. So to me, being the oldest from a single mom and three boys, I was like, why would you heal my mom, God? Out of all the people, like, I felt really appreciative towards God. Like, you know, you healed my mom. Like, I can at least, you know, go to church you know, at least, you know, go start seeking you more mm -hmm. and actually, and I didn't know about like, how old were you at this age? 
16. Okay, so this yeah. is all at 16. Yeah, wow. so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I start having that, that those thoughts, and you know what, I'm, you know, I'll, I guess I'll go to camp, you know, why not, you know? And so that's basically where, you know, it led to the camp and me giving my life to God and all that. Okay, so it all started with your mom being, <coughs> she was cured right. of breast yeah. cancer. How did that, if, yeah. you, if you don't mind, going into that? So how long did she have uh, breast so, cancer for? And, and what did she do to, like, w- like when you said she was healed, uh, you know, what do you mean by that? Was she, like, praying for it? Was right. she, because you said you didn't grow up in a, in a, right. in a godly yeah. church. So what led her to? Right. So um, my mom, she didn't want to scare us. She didn't want to, like, have, one, have us worried about it. So we actually had no clue that any of this was going on, you know. <laughs> so uh, apparently my mom had, she kind of told us. I remember we were driving down 45. I think we were going to, like, I don't know where we were going. Mm-hmm. But I clearly remember driving down 45 towards downtown. And she was like, God healed me. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, <laughs> he healed you from what? I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, from breast cancer and all this stuff. And I was like, what? You know, so, but my mom, had, she, even though, like I, like I said, we kind of went, we were Catholic and stuff. She still believed in God and prayer and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we grew up Catholic and stuff like that. But we never, like compared to like the Christian religion, it's a whole different concept of, you know, doctrine and teaching and just a way to do your relationship with god so um but yeah that's kind of where that stemmed out of yeah um, had she been going to church and getting like blessed or something or was... um so as far as i know she she had gone to like um like uh like healing services okay and and yeah, that's basically what happened. But she went, to, she actually, it was like a Catholic charismatic church. I don't know. When you start talking about, you know, denominations, denominations man, you can go on forever confused, about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, she, she says she got healed. So, so y'all are driving, she tells you that, and then you just feel it like a, like a conviction in you to something came in you to want to take that step to go. Yeah. Cause it was kind of like, you know, imagine you're, your your person that is taking care of you guys it was literally about to be gone and the god of the universe healed her like it's just like well god like who is this god i want to know him you know and why you know why would you do that you know i want to get to know you more so that's basically yeah what happened there you know in your eyes right now i just seen like I felt like a warmth or something oh, yeah. in you. Yeah. Was that, <laughs> is that wrong? Or, no, no. I mean, hey. Yeah, it kind of seemed like it was. It seemed a little like touching. Like you yeah. felt like it looked like in your eyes you felt it took you back to that time. where. Yeah, it, it did. I, it's been a minute since I've talked about it. So yeah. it just kind of. Could you describe that for me, that feeling? Because a lot of people, I think, witness that feeling. They just don't know what they're feeling. But right. it's like this overwashed, overwhelming. Could you describe yeah. that moment? Because I, I, yeah. I just saw it. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh-huh. You know, you can say that it's, you know, you feel God in what you're saying. You feel God in the room. You feel God at church, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's that's what I, I say it is. Some people call it good vibes. Some people call it the universe. But, hey, you know, it's God. You know, so. you know a lot of people, I'm glad you said that. Um, and I want to come back to it because, like, it's like a, well, we'll get through it real quick. So, it's like a warm feeling that you feel it's like a overwhelming like yeah. almost like you feel 
pretty much like high in a yeah. way of like life. You're just like, whoa, like I just feel a joy and I feel yeah. like this warmth and I feel overtaken by mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And, and that's what you felt when your mom was like telling you like, hey, yeah. you know, I, I'm dealing with this and I just got healed. Mm-hmm. And then you felt the need to, uh, you felt the need to, you just felt like this appreciation for this outer uh, being that you couldn't see or this outer force of life that... Right. That made you feel appreciative and you mm-hmm. wanted to find more of that were you in a place in your life where were things good in your life at that time or so at that time um because you're 16 so that was 16 time. i yeah. was going in to be a senior so my grandma had passed away my grandma and my mom were like you know really close uh-huh. um, my parents had gotten divorced um my dad had actually had a stroke um and so there was a lot of stuff happening where I kind of felt a little bit like, you know, all these people are kind of leaving, you know, like they're either passing away or, you know, divorce, you know, all that stuff. Uh, so, but even though all that stuff was happening, I did feel like I was in a good place with my friends, you know, you know, uh, when you have good friends and everything, you know, you kind of forget about the tough times a little bit, you know, you make, you know, you just, you, you try to have fun with your friends but at the end of it all, even though all that stuff, you know, I had good friends and everything, I did, I still felt empty. You know, mm-hmm. I still felt empty. I still felt like I needed more out of life. And even going to parties and all that stuff, like, you know, where, where people do in high school, whatever. Um, I, you know, I was wanting more. You know, I wanted more out of life. I, and I wanted to know what, what else is out there. So I don't know if I was in a good place. I would I wouldn't say I was in a dark place because I've talked to people that are in dark places and I wouldn't say I was in a dark place, but I also wasn't like in the best place either. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, and then you then y'all have this conversation and then you felt that was yeah. this the first time in your life that you felt that way? Um. So, in that when I had that conversation with my mom, it was yes, it was an appreciative like you said and all that, <laughs> but actually like feeling God's presence, I didn't feel it until I went to that camp. Like, and like that joy you're saying that that overfilling that like that you know you kind of compare it to a high mm-hmm. you know and i i do believe that you know if you feel god like we're talking about god of the universe god outside of this world timeless omnipotent um, omniscient god like if you feel him you're gonna know you know it's him you know just like when you're under the influence of anything like i do believe that you can be under the influence of the holy spirit you know so, yeah, I mean, the first time I felt that feeling was definitely at camp. And once I felt that, I knew for sure, like, I wanted to follow God run in whatever me. aspect it was. Run me through that. What, yeah. What do you talk when what feeling and uh, what was the situation like? Yeah. So, you know, we show up. It's like, you know, just like you're any church service. But of course, it's just room full of teenagers. And and they start talking about uh Matthew six thirty three, where it says, uh, "Come to me, all ye who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest." And so, as Jesus promising, you know, anybody that comes to Him, I'm gonna give you rest. And at that time, I think I was already working and you know, all this stuff, and I guess I was just I had enough of my Chick Fil A part time job, you know. <laughs> so uh, stressful, right? So stressful, uh, uh, but it's not, no. really, it's not really your pleasure, is it? <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, uh, what's it called? So yeah, I got there, and uh, that really stuck out with me because it kind of, you know, I wanted I wanted to 
find rest and, and just a promise that God was giving me at that moment, like I really wanted it. And so I said yes. And once I said yes, I literally felt like just clean, like a lot of stuff just off of my chest. I felt really like confident, really like excited, really joyful, really happy. And it had, it had been a, a while since I had felt like that. Mm-hmm. And just feeling like that in God's presence, I was like, I never want to lose this. You know, I want more of this if more. there's more, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely a life-changing moment for me that summer. So. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. And then you go on to give your first sermon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Talk I, about fire. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Being, uh, well, that's the Holy Spirit, I feel like, moving through you. You know, a lot yeah. of people will probably probably um it's a it's a awkward conversation sometimes for some people when they hear the word god they get very like tossed off by it and it's yeah. usually just because of their perception of like their upbringing right you know, if you weren't born into that or they don't understand they hear somebody got healed by god and they're like how you know like mm-hmm. it's um it's, it's a the walk is crazy and then yeah the feeling that you get you know when you have that overwhelming feeling a lot of people need to understand that God is very real in this world, but the devil is very, very real too. Right. And um, it does say that Christ does talk about, biblically speaking, that he is the prince of this world. And it is his world, um, you know, to have. And that's why there is so much famine and bad things going on in this world, because he's controlling it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but God is in control, but, you know, his the devil is very much in control. And, and I, I believe that good vibes... And good energy and all that stuff has been diluted into away from what what the Holy Spirit and the power of God is. It's right. like, you know, you can sense if you're if your energy is up with somebody, you can literally sense and see it in their eyes. Like when you got when you went to the um, when you went and had the when you went to the uh, the church mm-hmm. and you come back and your friends are like, oh, we just see a difference in you. There's a totally different part. You can see when people are lost in their eyes. Yeah. And then you can see when someone says like, hey, man, I've I've found and I've felt something. And you can yeah. just see it in their energy. They're almost like glowing. Right. And you can also look at somebody, not only just hearing it in their voice, but you can look at them and just see like, man, you're in a world of torment. Mm-hmm. Like you're lost. Something's going on. Like, yeah. what's troubling you, my child? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. No, seriously. Because like you can absolutely see it, especially if you've been walking and you know, because you know what that feels like, but you know the joy um, that it brings. But I, I can't stand that good vibes, good energy stuff because it's like, bro, you pretty much chalks it up to God and the devil and, right. and you're, you can avoid it your whole entire life. But one thing I think is beautiful is that um, when God wants to work on you and he's pretty much meets you there's no stopping that and i think that's what happened in your life it pretty much sounds like it kicked off for you yeah like in that car with your mom you know she yeah. she pretty much opened up to you and let you know she was being strong and and that's pretty much in my estimation i could be yeah. wrong yeah. is that she didn't want to let you know because she is a single mother of three boys yeah. my mom is a mother of three boys but my parents were together growing up but I could just imagine what it's like to have three boys as children. You yeah. know what I mean? You probably <laughs> yeah. don't sit down on that toilet seat a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I just kidding. You better lift it up, put right. it back down. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But uh, no, seriously, like having three boys and being a single mother and, you know, just naturally in her, she's meant to be strong and hide feelings because she needs to be strong for you guys. Right. Yeah. And um, so I can see how she didn't say, you know, what was going on. And then she expressed that to you. And then that just makes you just feel a world of like, wow, there's something... 
out there that you one you feel grateful for you feel like you almost reciprocate like you want to reciprocate the same energy back to it and mm-hmm. then also just go find more of that and then that's when your journey started correct yeah, exactly it's awesome so now you're being a you're a pastor an assistant pastor correct so it's an associate associate sorry um yeah. but yeah okay and uh, so what led you to this i know you did yeah. your sermon your first sermon at 16 17 right so what started leading you down that road to want to become a, yeah. uh, a pastor yeah so basically um you know i graduated high school you know your typical pasadena kid i want to go work at the plants you know mm-hmm. <laughs> work at the plants it was either go work at the plants be a police officer or go work at a bank i don't know or something that's that's what i had I guess, put in my mind to do. Um, so initially I go to, you know, college just to get my two year degree to be work, work as an operator at the plants. Right. Mm-hmm. Halfway through that degree, I'm like, Ugh, I'm not, I don't see myself doing this for the rest of the year or rest of my life. And, uh, nothing wrong with being an operator. I mean, they make money, you know, that it's a lot of, a lot of instruction a lot, and it's tough to land that job. Uh, but anyways, I knew halfway through that, that I wasn't, I wasn't going to do this for the rest of my life. And anyways, I also get this, I start getting this tug in my heart where it's kind of like, I'm, I'm heavily involved in my church as a volunteer. And I see a lot of people that need God, you know, and a lot of people that are close to God or are attending church, but they either get repelled by it or something happens and they stop going. Right. So God, I feel like God in that moment and that year put in my heart, like he was calling me to ministry. So I, I was like, do I want to do this? Uh, but I knew for sure. I was like, no, I, I, I feel it in my heart and it's a calling and I feel God calling me to do this. And I get, I get excited when I talk about church. I get excited when I talk about ministry and it's stuff that I, you know, I love to think about when I'm not working. I, I'm always thinking about church and, you know, it, sometimes it's bad because you kind of have to limit it, you know, separate it, you know, focus on family, focus on other things. What do you mean? Uh, like sometimes you can be too, too much involved, even in church, you know, mm-hmm. like sometimes people and that's where people get the term is called um, what's it like, uh, like uh, burnt off, burnt out. Yeah. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. so you, that can happen in church. You know, you can get too too much involved, or you, you're working too much, and you can get burnt out. So, anyways, um, I knew I was excited about church and all that stuff. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna enroll into Bible college. So that was my first step to kind of surrendering my life to ministry. So were you still working at the time? Yes. I mean, all this time, you know, I'm going to college. I'm working. I think at that time. What was I doing? I think I was like subbing or something. I don't know. Um, so yeah, but at that time, you know, uh, I enrolled in Bible college and I tell my mom and she's like, you sure? <laughs> and all these things. So yeah, I, I enrolled. You're going to be a what? Yeah. Right. You know, so I enrolled into college in Bible college and, uh, yeah, I get my bachelor's in theology and that was back in 2017. You know, while that is happening, while I'm getting my degree, I'm working at church or I'm, I was volunteering at a church 
and I got hired on full time, but it was more like an assistant role. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that just led to this point where, you know, I'm a, I'm an associate pastor, which, well, let me see, I graduated 2017. So yeah, it's been like five years since I graduated, but <laughs> it started, you know, 26 or when I was 16, you know, like it, it's been starting since then. And up until now, um, you know, it, it's something God had put in my heart, and it's it did get it was hard. I'm not gonna lie, because even though some people think that uh, every pastor is like Joel Osteen and makes a gazillion of money, you know, all these things like that's that's just kind of like one offs, you know. And so every church, even churches, have politics, you know. Even churches, um, they like certain people, they don't like some other people, and so. I kind of had to navigate through that, kind of get to know exactly where am I going to fit in. Where's I mean, at the end of the day, it all matters where God's calling you to be, mm-hmm. uh, even if you don't like it. You know, because sometimes God's going to call you into seasons like you're not going to like it, but He's He's getting you ready. He's getting He needs He needs to see that you're faithful in the small things so that He can be He can bless you with the big things. You know, mm. and we see that all through the Bible with David. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, him being a shepherd and, and then eventually, you know, becoming the king of Israel. Um, so it's just, it was just a, a, a good, good little journey there of, uh, and even, even now, I mean, I still want to grow, you know, I never want to get to a point where it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm at a point where I'm happy, you know, and, right. and that's where I want to leave. And, you know, at the end of the day, I want to, the Bible says we go from glory to glory, you know, so I want to take it wherever God wants me to go, you know, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a little bit of a journey to even just become a pastor. Like so, like I said, some people might think it's easy. Some people might think it's uh, like really just anything to do. But it's it's a pretty it can get pretty complicated. So yeah, well, yeah. what's hard? What was hard about it? What are some uh, things that you went through there that that made? I mean, because <laughs> it's not like it. I don't. I don't know. I've never been a pastor. I'm not sure how much it pays or anything like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's not the reason why some people go. People go into it. Right. Right. But you have to have a living. You have to yeah. be able to do whatever. But regardless of that, like, what are some things that were, you know, making you feel like? I mean, what did, did you go through anything that was just like, hey, don't be doing this. Hey, you could go do something else. Yeah. You know what? You made the wrong decision. <laughs> yeah. You're actually probably making the wrong decision. Yeah. You really think it's going to work out? None of your friends, nobody's ever yeah. done it. So did you have any of those thoughts running through your head? Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I come from a family that none of us are pastors. None of us <laughs> are near being pastors or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, my family, you know, it's like we're, you know, we're the family that I came from. Like we're you know, there's drugs, alcoholism, you know, all that stuff. And for me to be a pastor, it's kind of like, what, what happened, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. I had to deal with kind of, you know, when people say generational curses, mm. uh, or kind of breaking that, uh, like it, it, it does take it, it does take a toll because it's like, you're right. You start having these thoughts like, man, am I good enough? Am I even worthy enough to do this? I, you know, my family's not the righteous family, my family does, you know, they weren't, they didn't grow up in church. How am I supposed to be a pastor? And, you know, like you said, the enemy starts playing in your mind and all these things. And, and that was kind of like a little bit hard there and difficult, but I knew at the end of the day that if I was faithful with what I had in front of me, that's all God cared about. 
if you're preaching to one person and you're faithful with that one person, God sees that and he'll take care of the rest. If if you're if God has for you to preach to more people, then awesome. And that's just not into preaching. That's just anything. You know, if you're faithful with being a good business person with one customer, then most likely you'll get more customers, right? Right. But I mean, if you don't even take care of that one customer, what makes you think, you know, that you're going to get more customers, right? Right. So it's just, uh, I knew at the end of the day, if I keep my relationship with God strong mm -hmm. and be obedient to what he's telling me to do in that moment, mm -hmm. I know he'll take care of it. And so that's, I just lived in that no matter how long it took me. Uh, and that was it in, in regards to ministry. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of people think that pastors are like perfect and that they don't go through these things and that they, you know, they're protected and that it's easy, yeah. it's easy road because they are blessing God. But that's why I, I believe they tell us to pray for our pastors, yeah. pray for our leaders, yeah. pray for, pray for no matter what, I don't care mm -hmm. what side you're on in politics, but Hey, he's leading our country. Let's pray for whoever is in office right. because we yeah. need we need protection. We need prayer. Exactly. And um, let's keep God in the middle of things. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you don't, you know, that's just it's it's a uh, it's just something that I feel like is starting to be trying to. It's like we're in a spiritual warfare right now, and yeah. it's being taken out of of our of our yeah. lives. It know, really is of our relationships and. And, yeah. in all kinds of ways and then we wonder why things are going the way that they are and it's yeah. like well because we don't we're not going back to the principle of putting god first right above your feelings above your emotions above listen to that calling one thing i wanted to talk to you about because you just said something is that that calling your um your faithfulness what do you what do you hear what what is that what's he saying to you and right like what What's that feeling? Because a lot of people, I like a lot of people call. Well, I feel like science calls it your conscience. Yeah, but I like to think of it that there's two voices in your head. There's a really small voice in your head, and that's God. And you're always gonna hear him come first. Mm -hmm. He's gonna tell you, "Hey, go talk to that person. Go be nice to them. Hey, don't be this. Don't be that." But then there's it's just real quick and faint. And then there's another voice that comes in. And it's like, nah. <laughs> it's real yeah. loud and it's yeah. very persistent. It's like, right. nah, bro. Don't talk to her. Don't talk to him. You know, yeah. your coworker is this, you're that, quit yeah. that job, you get upset about this, and then there's and that voice is just gone, it's there for a minute. So, um, you know, during your call to preaching and during your you going to school and stuff like that, what did what kind of uphill battle were you facing? Was there, you know, how how, how did you know God was talking to you? Right. So, a couple things to that a calling you know, you're, you're essentially saying God's calling you to do something. So, of course, in my occasion or my situation, <clears throat> I was feeling God to call me to be a pastor, right? Mm -hmm. But just the same way a nurse feels called to be a nurse, a police officer feels called to be a police officer, or a businessman feels called to be a businessman. You know, some people say it's their job, but some people say it's their calling, you know? And so the way to, the way I, I I feel like I, I hear the voice of God. I've never tangibly heard the voice of God. I know some people say they have, but the way I hear or I confirm that it's the voice of God is, of course, is it in line with the Bible? Is, is it, you know, is what, what I feel this voice saying, what the Bible is, what the Bible is saying. Also, do other people that I consider leaders in my life, mentors, 
spiritual people, do they see that in me? So those are a couple things that I was like, well, yeah, you know, I do feel God calling me to ministry and I do feel pastors have told me, have even prophesied, you know, you're going to be in ministry. I don't know what aspect or whatever, but they, they've told me you're going to be in ministry. Um, and then, of course, in, in your prayer time with God, you know, and it's just kind of like an impression on your spirit. And it, it you kind of have to develop it, you know. You kind of have to, like you said, in prayer and all these and uh, in, in church services and stuff like that and your time with God, you have to kind of feel it like, oh, yeah, that's God. And even up to this point, I mean, I'm not – I can't be like, oh, you know, I know that's exactly God talking to me, mm -hmm. but it takes some time like fasting and praying like the Bible says, um, because you know, essentially, okay, that's God. God's telling me to do that. And then some things it's clear, like if somebody asks you for help to change a tire on, down the road, like mm -hmm. you don't have to pray to be <laughs> like, maybe, hey God, should I, you know, help this guy fix his tire like no like it's written in the word like love your neighbor you know yeah so you know it's just some things are clear but then some things you definitely you definitely have to dig in with god in prayer so yeah mm -hmm. i've had that happen where uh i've seen these people broke down on the road and everything in me was just like i had to pray on it i'm not gonna lie bro i had <laughs> yeah. to pray on it because i was just you never know now no yeah you're right yeah, yeah i was just like Oh, man, God, if I get out this car and help these people, protect me, dude, because I'm trying to do something right, and I yeah. know I'm not about to get robbed. Trying yeah. to <laughs> You're right. I mean, nowadays, Andrea texted me earlier today, and she was like, hey, be careful. There's all these men going missing and all these things. Yeah. And even on Twitter today, I saw there was a video of a guy. He was at a Best Buy parking lot, and there was a couple buying a, a big TV. Well, the wind's blowing the TV is on the cart. The cart starts rolling away. Mm. So the guy's like, oh, let me go get it for them. Mm -hmm. Well, once he gets it, the TV just drops on the floor and smashes. And it's like, when you that's why you just stay in your business. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like, know? like the Book of Eli, the movie with uh, Denzel Washington. Have you seen that? I haven't, actually. Oh, bro, you should go watch that. Yeah, I heard it's good. Uh, cool. he, he just, he's all, basically, he's on a mission, and he's just like, somebody's getting hurt, and he's just like, keep walking, keep walking. But he can't, <laughs> he can't help it, but he goes and, you know, he assists. Yeah. Uh, really, you, you gotta go watch it. It's a okay. good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's Denzel. Yeah, yeah of you course. You know what I yeah. mean? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, actually, uh, just a side note, I went to, yeah, be careful out there. You are watching it, especially men and women, obviously, yeah. especially women who are going to bars and stuff. Be very, very careful. Yeah, it's, um, it's but men too, because I went to, uh, I'm not gonna say the church, but I was going to church the other day and I was in the parking garage and I was halfway through the tunnel to almost see the church. There's this car that pulls up. And I didn't see the car driving up or nothing. It was quiet, dude. And uh, it's, it's a lady. And she's like, hey, uh, do you know where, you know, whatever church is or, you know, where the parking is? And I was like, we're in a, look, look around. We're in a parking garage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. right here. Yeah. So she's like, okay, so there's a lady up front. There's a lady in the passenger side. And there's a lady in the back. Mind you, these are women. Right? So... And that's what a lot of people don't think. A lot of people don't think that these smugglers are not to get too far off track, but they don't think they think that they're men. No, and you gotta keep it quiet and silent. Quite a well, few times, it's women. Well, because they'll lure you in. And, yeah. And so these ladies. So just to get to the point, the lady. Uh, so there's two people pretty much talking the whole time. The front driver, the, the driver, she had two hands on the wheel the whole time, and she was just staring, the whole time at me, not saying a word. Okay. The lady who was in the passenger side, she's like, uh, 
she uh, well so the lady in the back she's like can you tell us where and she's the one who called me out she was like can you tell us where to park at so i walk on over and i'm about like two arms lengths away i'm not very close but i'm like yeah you know you just i don't really know it's my first time here tonight pretty much you go outside here take a right take a right whatever you'll see it says a sign that parking right here as the whole time that i'm talking to this lady the lady in the front passenger side keeps interrupting me and saying well can you get in the car and take us there no way. well can you know i swear dude can oh. you get in the car and take us there can you get in the wow. car? We'll just get in and take us there. And I was like, I'm, I, I straight up like, cause I'm not trying to be rude. Cause if you're trying yeah. to go to church, like that's the whole thing. What voice am I about to listen to? Because right. one voice is saying like, no, don't get in, but like, you know, help them out, show yeah. them where they're going. Right. And I'm trying to be something nice. I'm trying to do something <clears throat> nice. And, and yeah. you know, I could possibly be getting kidnapped yeah. or, you know, right. You know, taken. Um, and then another part that's yeah there's two voices in my head so i'm trying to help her out and the whole time she keeps saying well just show us just get in the car it'd be easier if you could just show us so think about that wow think about that had i got in the car yeah. i willingly get in the car if a cop pulls up i'm near a church they could just say oh we were just looking for parking and just be on their way yeah and it was just really strange man and i was just like thank god when i i didn't realize it at that moment oh this is how i i i, I told him like you know screw off pretty much I was like, um, you know, my mom says I can't talk to strangers, and I, I was like, I don't know you, so yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know you, so I'm not gonna get in that car. Yeah, and yeah. then the lady in the back, she was like, she kept telling the lady up front, he's not gonna get in, he's not gonna get in. Dude, that's so sus. It was sus once I got, uh, once I walked away and I got back to my vehicle, I didn't realize like, hmm, wow, that. Very much well could have happened. Yeah. And, and it's been happening in Houston. That's crazy. Right there at, at a church. Too. At a church. Wow. Yeah. So uh, be safe because you're, yeah. dude, walking twos, you're in Texas, go get a gun. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right, straight yeah. up, be yeah. safe. Um, yeah. But yeah, not to get too far off. But yeah, man, that's, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. So you're, you're, you've been, uh, how long have you been pastoring, um, you know, now so you you've been how many total years now again um well i mean like i said i was doing it voluntarily for was it like kind of like dur during covid and stuff like that uh, -huh. uh so what, like maybe a year or two and then i actually got hired on just about a couple months like a month ago so right, right you know it hasn't been too long uh i have been in full-time ministry before uh -huh. so i know what it is a little bit but to be actually be a pastor, I'm kind of a rookie at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, yeah. man, it doesn't matter. Some, uh, you know, my family always tells me it doesn't matter at what point in walking your life with God you are in. Some people, it's like a, some people go into it and um, they're new and they're fresh and they're just on fire for the Lord. Yeah. They're on fire for it and they know their stuff and they're just like hot about it. Mm -hmm. And some people have been in there for a while and they lose their they lose their fire. And yeah. it's to no offense, it's just like it just happens. You know, yeah. you do something for so long and you're always trying you should always be trying to grow like glory to glory, like right. you said. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes that's hard though, because you go through the difficult challenges of like like anybody who tries to level up in anything. Yeah. It's like so. when you try to get you pray at night, have you ever prayed at night and you're like, God Please grant me patience to deal with these struggles. Yeah. Please help me. And then the next day, it's like as soon as you wake up, something's <laughs> testing you. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like it's like, well, be careful what you pray for, yeah. brother. Because never pray for patience, man. <laughs> dude. Yeah, because they're gonna test you. Yeah, they're gonna test you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah uh, I try not to pray for patience. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny, dude. Uh, so how has it been going during your two years as a you know quote unquote what you're saying a rookie? Mm -hmm. um, what's your experience been like? 
with uh, becoming a pastor? Um, it's been awesome. Um, I, you know, there's been I've seen people come to God, and uh, it, you know, right now we're kind of in the United States. Sometimes people look at um, you know giving your life to God just kind of like a quick prayer on a Sunday service, and that's it. You know, but it's more to it. You know, the Great Commission that Jesus said was to uh, create disciples, you know, it wasn't just to save people, you know, this thing about giving your life to God isn't just for people that are getting ready to die, it's for people like, that are in the midst, in the, in the midst of life, you know, where, where we want a better life right now, you know, what's, what good is salvation if I'm just gonna go to heaven, you know, like, I want a good life right now here on earth, you know, so, uh, just getting in, into, into the, I guess into the, the 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 details about doing all that it's you know it's just realizing that it's more about discipling like what does know, that mean for somebody who's a rookie let's say or not even into god yeah because there's some people that may listen to this and if you're still listening and and say like what's discipling what's yeah. what is it what's this whole god talk about yeah so, so discipling is kind of like you know i'm follow me as i follow christ like that's what paul said you know like you're gonna you're gonna get with a group of people that are following God and and you know how do you have a strong marriage? How do you have a good business? How do you how do you manage your finances? You know how do you do all these different things that you don't get? I mean, yeah, you can see on TikTok somebody talk about the five things to become a millionaire and all these things, but none of that is is gonna be beneficial to you because at the end of the day, like if God's not directing what you're doing, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to fall short. They're ill-gotten gains. What was that? They're ill-gotten gains. There's like this thing oh, okay. that's like, you're basically doing it for not good intentions. You're doing yeah. it for all the wrong reasons. And therefore, because you're not, you're not, <coughs> you're not seeding, you're not sowing for good yeah. reasons. It's just not going to grow fruit. You're not going to grow right. from that. Yeah. And so, so you're saying by putting God in it and having God direct you, it'll help out with. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's just different things like, and that's what I believe discipling is. Just, just you know, partnering with somebody. And sometimes it sounds so corporate, but I mean, it's just like with your friends. You know, like some people think you know, evangelizing is standing in the corner and saying God hates homosexuals. Like, that's exactly. not what evangelizing is. You know, exactly. Evangelizing and getting somebody closer to God is just being their friend, being there with them when they need something, going through battles with them, going through struggles with them and, and, you know, building their faith, encouraging them, you know, and that's just what it is. And doing that from a pastoral standpoint, sometimes it, it does get a little discouraging because, you know, you see a kid give their life to God or that, you know, they raise their hand, but then they don't show up next week or something. So it's like, what happened to them? You know? And so it's just, you know, different stuff like that that I kind of came to realize, like, it's just meeting with people, become, you know, being their friends, going through struggles with them. And, and just sometimes ministry is slow because, like, how, how you told me earlier today, you know, that you've seen my, my stuff on, on Instagram mm -hmm. and that, you know, you benefited from that, from it. Sometimes as a ministry, you don't, you don't hear that. Sometimes you're just giving out content or, you know, you're just preaching and, you're just doing what you're doing, but you don't see it on the other side. Like somebody's giving their life with what you just made. You know, mm -hmm. somebody's getting closer to God with what you just created. 
Mm. And so it did, you know, that yeah. day, uh, the day that you've posted, uh, three of them, I even showed my mom too. And I was like, and it just helped me out so much. And I, I can't exactly put a point on, uh, like, like remember exactly what it was, but I just know that that day it like, it helped me out a lot. And I was just like, that's why I liked it. And I think I even shared it to my story. That's awesome. Man. And, yeah, and I was, you. no, thank you, dude. Cause yeah. it, it really helped out a lot because, and, and keep doing that. Yeah. A lot of people need to hear that. Yeah. And, and you may not know, like yeah. I put these podcasts out. And yeah, I see the views, but I mean, a lot of people have hit, like reached out to me and stuff, and I appreciate y'all reaching out, and I'm glad that it's helping. I hope that this helps out as well. But, yeah. dude, keep doing that because I need it, yeah. <laughs> and not yeah. just for me, but like a lot of people need it. And yeah. you know, the devil works hard, but you know what? He's got people like us who have been called that are working harder. Exactly. You know, and we're yeah. not going to quit because we're looking to help out people. Right. And right. and and like you said, even if it's just to one. Even mm -hmm. if it's just a one, that makes a world of a difference to you and I because that's what we're here to do. Right. You know, yeah. we're here to help out people, not just to get to heaven, but we're here to help out people now and right. make them turn their life around now. Exactly. And, and that's just the most, I think that's the most beautiful thing that you can do while you're on this earth. I yeah. honestly don't want to live for anything else. I, I came to that conclusion the other day. I don't want to live for anything else unless it's helping out other people. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, but yeah, keep you keep doing your thing with the uh, with the Instagram stuff, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually stopped. You did just because uh, yeah, my transition into this new role. So, like I said, I'm just kind of getting into the hang of new things, and eventually you'll see something come out. Uh, but uh, right now I'm just kind of working in the behind the scenes type of thing. So, but even in the behind the scenes, you know, uh, calling people and and you you know, there's people that everybody's going through something, you know, everybody's, and sometimes people are like, oh, we don't want to talk about it because it's going to kill the mood and, and it's too dark and all these things. It's like, bro, like somebody needs to hear from God. Somebody needs to get encouraged right now. Like, and it's fine if you do it, like don't. And that's why it's like, I, I, I love that, you know, you were so honest on your first one, on your first episode, you know, because it's like, there's people on the other side of the camera that are like, you know what? If said made it through, if God did it for said, he can do it for me too, you know? And that's just Amen. amazing, you know, and nothing testifies better. You know, you can argue, some people argue that God doesn't exist and all these things, but it's like, you can't argue when somebody's changed their life. You know, you can't, you just can't argue that, you know, you can say this and that, but at the end of the day, that guy changed his life because of God. Amen. Know? So it's changed ours. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's beautiful to see. Yeah, it is. And I think, um, yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, you can't, I couldn't do it without him. Yeah. I absolutely, I'd, I'd honestly, dude, I'd be dead if I didn't, because I wasn't going down the right road and he came and talked to me and it was clear as day and it was like, Hey man, change yourself. And I remember praying to him. I remember I was smoking, uh, I was smoking at my mom or my apartment. My mom and dad were split up and she had moved back at the time with uh, my dad. And um, so I'm sitting there and I'm uh, smoking. I remember clear as day I have about like that much left. Right. And I'm like, I know. I, I just remember the moment, dude. And I remember I took a hit and I like held it out here and it's like the world stopped. Wow. And there was this war this there was this voice that was coming from the right side. And he was so stern and serious. And he said, look at you you're 21 years old you have no job you're not working you have nothing going for yourself you quit school 
you quit uh, college, you you want to be a good son, you want to be a good friend, you want to be a good uh, brother, you want to be all of these things, and look what you're doing. You want to be, you want to have a good family, you want to have, you want to be a good husband one day or whatever, and the only thing that you have to offer to hang out with girls is that you smoke weed. What kind of loser are you? Like it was like talking the most like direct like. I needed it. I needed to hear it. And I'm yeah. telling you, it wasn't me thinking this. I was high on my mind. But I was sober now because yeah. I was like, what? And then it just, <coughs> there's a little bit more to it. But then it snapped back in and I was in reality again. And I went and I prayed for the first time in, uh, man, like 10, 10, 12 years at that time. I hadn't prayed in a long time. And I even told God, I said, God, I, I, I remember putting my hands together. I went to go lay down. And I told him, I said, God, you know, I don't know how to. I don't know how to start this. I haven't talked to you in so long. And I started crying and I swear it felt like a 15 minute prayer, 20 minute prayer, but it was probably like five, but you know, <laughs> that's how, usually you know, how it is. Yeah. You know it goes. <laughs> it's like, I've been praying for so long. It's like, <laughs> it's like two like, minutes pass by. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, that was good. Uh, yeah. But so like I'm praying and, and uh, pretty much everything on that first episode, I, and I confessed and uh, to him and I was like, look, God, I know you've been with me my whole life, but it's not going to work knowing that you've been with me. I have to confess it to you and tell mm. you what I've done. I've done this, I've done that, I've done this. I am tired of living this life and I want a better life. No matter how hard the walk is, I will follow you until the end. Careful what you ask for because <laughs> I've gone through a lot in my walk and I'm blessed for it and I'm happy because I'm here now to where I can sit here and talk with you about it and spread the word to other people. Praise that God, man. Praise God. Straight up. And I appreciate you, uh, you know, talking to me about or giving me the compliment about the first episode and I'm thank you for your courage to come on here and talk about your walk because you know not many people have this insight to you know to pastor Mm -hmm. you know they think that they're this like person who condemns 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 and you know shame on you like you said you know standing on the corner of the street and you know with the homosexual signs is a sin and all this stuff and it's like no man we're just here we're like we're here to be the light we're here to help you Mm because we've been through it and then also get you to a point to where you go help someone else and we just keep spreading that exactly it's our job as people to fix ourselves come to pretty much you do it with christ and god first in your life and then it just helps out your relationships your job your everything literally everything everything it it all starts from your relationship with god and just trickles down everywhere it doesn't stop he he once you open that gate to him and you live for him he is gonna work and work and work for you yeah yeah. All he asks in return is that you pretty much do for him too, yeah. in the sense of being disciplined, cutting out the stuff like you said earlier was just like, nah, I like that music or and I like how you said not just rap music. Rap music's a huge one, but like even the women rap music, oh god, <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, I, uh, there's a there's a lot of stuff out there. I mean. I'll be honest with you. I do have to, like, if I'm working out, I have to listen to rap music or something, yeah. you know, because it gets you pumped, gets you, you know? Pumped. Yeah. But, you know, Try- there, are, there are, like you said, there are stuff that, you know, there's no reason to listen for it. Like, you know, what am I, I'm like, you know, it's not doing anything for me. Yeah, you know? it's telling you that you don't need anybody. It's yeah. That you but even country this. music, I'm a huge, I love country music. Me too. <laughs> but even country music can get pretty, it can, it can get pretty depressing on there, you know? So it even can. some country music and, other genres, man, you know, any anywhere, you know, but okay. it's just a ridiculous. As long as you can listen to it, knowing that you're just listening to it to listen to it. You're right. not trying to grab 
you're not fighting your emotions with it. Right. Because yeah. that's whenever it becomes like a, yeah. hey, man. Like, yeah. And, and there's some people that they can't. And I mean, that's to them, you know. But yeah. I mean, I have to. Like, if I'm working out. Yes, yeah. I love Jesus. I love God, but you know, I, you know, I'm trying. You know, maybe that's you know, I just need to listen to something that's gonna get me ready to go. You know, maybe so, it's the beat, not so yeah, much the lyrics. Yeah, maybe so, it's just like know. the the flow of the. But music's powerful. I love. I I never. I mean, I played trumpet like in Bonnie, but that was it. <laughs> yeah. But I love music, man. Music is amazing. So yeah. yeah. Well, how's your family doing? I uh, how's like. Um, how does God play a role inside your family? How have you taken that? Have you always, would you, I know, uh, I don't know your relationship too much, but in your relationships before your, um, the, before your wife, mm-hmm. were you always like having God involved in your relationship? And when, when you did, if you didn't, when you did decide to put him in your relationship, how, yeah. what's the difference have you noticed and how is that affecting, uh, your current so this is gonna sound kind of weird, but I've actually like when I got back from that camp, mm-hmm. I, you know, I prayed to God. I was like, God, I want a best friend, and he, I literally met Andrea, and that's my wife now. You know, so I don't know exactly like I wouldn't be able to give anybody. I guess it. I mean, yeah, I would from the Bible, but from my personal experience, I don't know exactly, you know, how to navigate things because literally I met my wife as soon as I got saved, you know? So it's kind of, kind of hard to, to navigate that. But in regards to, to other relationships, I mean, I can say literally the same friends that I had at that, at that time are still my close friends, you know? And so sometimes people think that when you give your life to God, yeah, there might be a season where you have to cut everybody out because God's doing a work in you, you know? Even Jesus himself, God himself, went into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, you know, to, to for him to get prepared for what he was going to do, right? So I do believe, like, there is a time frame there where you kind of have to cut yourself out from everybody a little bit and just focus you and God, you know, because you have to, you yourself be filled with God before you can overfill with other people, you know? So... Uh, in regards to relationships, I mean, I, I try to keep in touch with everybody, you know, uh, I am a introverted person. I'm not the guy that's like going to walk in, in the room and be like, Hey, what's up? You know, like, I'm not that guy. Um, <laughs> uh, cause I know you were talking earlier, like you're really like social and all that stuff. And yeah. I was like, that's awesome, man. Yeah. You know, but as a, even as a, as a pastor, like that's a struggle I have because it's like, as a pastor, when you think about a pastor, it's like, that's supposed to be the guy that's like, you know, talking to everybody and all these things. So it's something that I need to build up in myself. Like, I mean, I can sit there and have a conversation with everybody, but I'm not the guy that's like, oh, it was, uh, you know. But, I think that's a good testament to you yeah. too, is that you know that you're not, you're an introvert. Yeah. And you know that you, because of God and your faith and, and your will for him is that you make yeah. yourself an extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. pretty awesome. And I, I've yeah. heard it, I've heard it said it this way. An introvert is like they're both they're they're both strong like both both sometimes people think extroverts are like the best and all these things right mm-hmm. but an introvert just gets their energy from being alone and an extrovert gets their energy from being with people so i like thinking about it like that so yeah but anytime i get around people i just try to be what god's called me to be you know if it's have you know having a conversation with them or whatever 
but yeah i mean i hope that answered your question <laughs> we kind of yeah, went off well, a little no bit. you're good um i'll i'll kind of circle it back again yeah. so do you uh do you if there's an issue that goes on in your life with your wife or family or kids mm-hmm. um does god play a role in that or yeah yeah definitely how, how would that play out yeah so i mean me and my me and andrea have been married what six years um before that we were together four years something like that so together all together we've been together like 10 years which i feel like you know i don't hear a lot of people saying that i'm not saying it to be prideful or anything like that but i'm just saying it because we've done it with god's help you know like and that's the thing with relationships we have to involve god in it it's a three you know uh, what do they say a cord of three strands is hard to break or something like that and that third strand is god uh but um you have to involve god in in your relationships like in any way uh you know just how we've forgotten to bring god in our relationships and i think that's and i uh, you and chris were talking about like cheat codes you know mm-hmm. i think that's a cheat code when it comes to relationships yeah. you have to involve god mm-hmm. in it because with god it's not about who's the, who's wearing the pants not about the machismo with us hispanics you know (laughs) it's not about you know all that stuff it's about well what does god want us to do what is what is he saying okay yeah men are considered the head of the household but men are also supposed to die for their bride just how christ died for us you know so that's a pretty big responsibility that we have and and i've married a couple people and that's and even whenever I got married, that's what my pastor told me. He was like, yeah, you know, a lot of guys like to, to say that that uh, that scripture where it says wives submit to your husbands and all that stuff. Mm, and the, they leave it at that, you know, go wash the dishes the and I'm going to chill here. You know, like it's the no. only it's it's the only one that they know. <laughs> right. But they don't they don't get the second line. The yeah. next line It says it says husbands submit or it says wives submit to your husbands. <laughs> Next, I need to look exactly at the no, Bible. Next <laughs> sentence, uh, and husbands, sub, as you know, submit to your wives as Christ, you know, you know, you know, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of guys, so, only they stop there. They're like, right. I, I play around with my grandpa because him and I joke about it all the time. Because <laughs> we'll read it, and then I'll be like, all right, that's right? it. <laughs> Just cut it off. That's and then my funny. grandma's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we, we do it on purpose. But yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you're supposed to, it, it's like that. You know, it's yeah. not like, it's not about who wears the pants and, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's sad, you know, that we've kind of lost, and everything falls on the family. Everything. If you don't have a strong family, you don't have a strong community. If you don't have a strong community, you don't have a strong city. If you don't have a strong city, you don't have a strong state. You can go on, right? Amen. But it all starts with the family, and I just feel like the picture of the family is gone in our generation. Amen. And not involving God in it is detrimental. And I can't, like you said, you said, you know, you said if it wasn't for God, you'd be dead. You know, well, I can definitely, you know agree with you if it wasn't for god i wouldn't know what i'd be doing with family with anything you know so it's uh i definitely i have to daily daily bring god invite him into my life in in every aspect and that's one thing chris and i didn't get to um but him and i probably will get to later on is uh his walk with god and and how that plays a role um it tells us what to do it's literally a more like you said you align everything and what you do like first like okay 
let me see what does it say uh, biblically. Yeah. And then I'll kind of like go to maybe someone else, like a mentor or something like that. And I agree with you. I think in society, it starts with the family. But even before the family, I believe so strong. And I'm going to get to it later on in these podcasts that it starts with the male. It starts with the man. Mm. It starts with the man. Men yeah. are not men these days because, because you are not putting God first. That- I, was, I was literally listening to a podcast the other day and the guy was saying... <clears throat> You know, there wouldn't be strip clubs, there wouldn't be porn sites, there wouldn't be sexual trafficking if it wasn't for men. You know? Yeah. And it's like, that's true. Yeah. You know? I mean, if, yeah, of course, you can say all these things, but at the end of the day, like, it starts with us. It starts with us setting the tone in different areas. And it's just, a, like you said, we're not, as men, we're not following God, and it affects it everything shows. else. It yeah. shows. It yeah. shows in, in every aspect of your life. Yeah. And I think once men find their way back to God, families will stop falling out. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I, I, bl- I believe that solely in my heart. And I think that uh, it takes time. It takes time. You got to take it up upon yourself. And that's why I keep trying. That's like the theme of most of the stuff I talk about. Take it upon yourself, especially men. And then everything else will follow. If you're following Christ, you're doing the right things because you're following Christ. Therefore, you're your girlfriend or your wife or everything will you'll lead them correctly because you're being led correctly and then they'll lead the family correctly it just all falls in line and then you go into society and then you go into you know everything else but it all starts with you you have to you have to start it with yourself and then you always have to dedicate it every single time like what is god going to say about that what should we do yeah i'm upset with you about about (laughs) something but let's see what god says about it that way we stay on track because the moment you do something that i want to do or you want to do yeah we're falling off <laughs> yeah yeah so that's interesting um let's see um yeah man it's uh the whole it's a long journey so for somebody i had a question i wanted to ask you um for somebody who is kind of struggling with their walk right now if they've been you know holding out or if they fell out away from god or whatever what's something that you could kind of say to them to Kind of give him like a little, little, some little advice. Yeah. So, I mean, Paul in the Bible, he wrote more than half of the New Testament. Right. And he, he said one thing. He said, I am, or I was the chief of sinners, you know. So that, you know, it means he wasn't perfect, you know. And none of us are perfect. We're never going to be perfect until Jesus comes back, you know, and we're in our redeemed, sanctified, glorified body, right? You know, but what I would say to that person is we're with you, man. If you messed up last night, if you messed up a couple hours ago, we're with you, man. You know, they're, the thief on, the thief that was next to Jesus when Jesus was on the cross, Jesus told him, you're going to be with me in paradise. So it's like even that guy that was literally crucified for whatever wrongdoing he did, He's going to be with Jesus, you know, and we all have struggles that, you know, we haven't overcame and, and nobody's perfect and we're, we're there with you and we're there to encourage you no matter what it is. Uh, if you confess it to somebody, of course, be somebody that's safe, you know, that's not going to, you know, tell your business to everybody else. Uh, but, you know, just keep following God, even if you fall, you know, 
even if you fall a gazillion times, keep following God. And that's what I would say. I mean, it's it, it's not about being perfect. It's not about, and that, that doesn't give it a, an opportunity for you to just do whatever you want because some people would take that like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it should motivate you to, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm failing right now, but I'm picking it back up and I'm running towards God with it. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, I can overcome it, Amen. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Amen, amen, yeah. amen. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I think with that, we're going to wrap it up, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I appreciate you coming on, dude. And thank appreciate you. you having me. So, yeah. yeah, thank you. Man. If you're more than, if you're willing, I'd love to have you back on again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. just let me know. Like I said, I have, I'm not really putting anything on Instagram right now. So, yeah. So, I mean, I have time after yeah. work, but uh, yeah, just let me know. For sure. Uh, yeah. Where can uh, people find you at if that once, you know, because I know you're going to pick it back up again. So, where can people find you at uh, on uh, social media? Yeah, I mean, uh, on uh, excuse me on my personal page i'm at oscar latest i don't know why i had it like that it used to be gullible oscar i don't know why because <laughs> uh, you ain't gullible I, no more right you got yeah. me <laughs> i got uh i got most gullible in the yearbook <laughs> but yeah it's hilarious but anyways That's uh hilarious. yeah i mean you can follow me there if you follow my page i'm gonna follow i'm gonna lead you to what you know the church i'm at and all these things so you can you know i do have a church you can attend and everything. And I love the church I'm at right now. And it's amazing. God's really moving at that church. And and it's going to be, uh, I do see God doing big things at that church. So like I said, just follow my page and you'll see it there. Absolutely, man. Well, mm-hmm. that's great, dude. I'm proud of you, man. I'm finally glad that I got this conversation with you because yeah. this is a conversation I've been wanting to have with you for years and yeah. i finally get it and i'm glad god has brought us together to have this i can't wait to have you back on so that we can spread more of this i feel yeah. within our conversation that we have like a common ground of like i just feel like a i just feel like this aura yeah uh in here and um yeah man i, I really appreciate your courage and, and and being open about some things because it's not very easy to come sit in here and and especially on such short notice just to be like yeah man i'm Coming in here, I think one thing about you and I is that you and I are not doing this for ourselves. Yeah. And we're doing this for for other people. And we hope that this helps other people and that we can continue to help other people. Said, so, said. Said, said. <laughs> Oscar said, actually. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for watching. And as usual, love yourself so that you can go love someone else. All right. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, awesome. It does feel weird.